so hopefully my phone is recording this properly because it's been really slow lately. My phone's turning into a dinosaur. Anyway, there was a really cool um, thing that I found on Reddit where I forgot what subreddit it was or whatever, but I'm getting a lot of really cool ideas um, on there. If you guys are looking for any inspiration on like what to do or different things to learn, stuff like that, Reddit's a great place to go. You know, front page of the internet and all that. But somebody asked a question about, can you do sigil magic for someone else? And, you know, of course you can. You know, sigils are like my favorite form of magic because, you know what, I... I have a bachelor's in psych, and sigils work with the subconscious, and, you know, there's all sorts of writings and, and talks about it from people like Spare and others where, you know, um, the idea that a sigil grows so strongly, like the intent behind a sigil and whatnot grows so strongly in the, in the subconscious if you work at it properly enough and effectively enough and powerfully enough that it has no choice but to manifest the intent that's behind it. And so, you know, that sounds great for something that you're trying to do, whether you're trying to, you know, push your way through a job interview or deal with a difficult person or just make it through the day or build a skill or work with a spirit or what have you. But how can that and does that intent and stuff transfer over to someone else? You know, and I do, I've done a lot of magic for hire um, lately and, you know, you can always inquire with me about that. I got my email and stuff in the description and whatnot. Or, you know, if you honestly have no idea, just reach out in the comments and whatnot. Um, as many people do because they don't know how to find it in, in the description and whatever. But because what I'm trying to do is program a specific intent with the universe. And if you follow the, you know, the energy model slash information model, the fact is, according to those, that when I have an intent whether it's, you know, helping somebody with attracting, like, a partner or, you know, getting rid of a negative um, influence or a negative family member, banishing, binding, what have you. When I send that intent out, it tells the universe that this is what I want to have happen to this person. And if the key to that kind of thing is a sigil, then here's, here's how it works. I create the sigil. I empower it. It is hurled into my subconscious through the psychodrama of my actions. And then the subconscious has the antenna that goes and connects with the universe at large and encodes that information slash pushes that energy, depending on the um, model that you work with and or believe. And then it programs that particular desire to happen. Of course, this goes along with acting in accord on that other person's end. And then, you know, you have any innumerable number of factors that can play into it, you know, depending on the complexity of the situation or whatnot. But the stage is set for that particular thing to manifest. So magic can be done for other people through sigil magic. Of course, this is, you know, a skill that you have to build with being able to connect with the all, as it were, or being able to translate your desire and stuff to the information of the universe or push out that energy so that it can act in the way that you want it to act. It's like creating a wave just by dropping a pebble and then you watch the ripples go out. It's that kind of thing. So can you do sigils for other people? Yeah. 
I would like to argue that, you know, the more that you couple it with other things, you know, it is effective to do just the sigil, you know, a sigil and some candles and whatnot. But if you add dance and music and raising energy, which is totally paramount, you know, because you got the cone, of, the cone of power that you're trying to build and then you send it off. So the more bells and whistles, so to speak, that you add into your ritual, like I have a specific a specific set of things that I wear when I step into ritual. I have specific kinds of music that I put on depending on the on the outcome, the desired outcome, whether I have high upbeat happy music, whether I have romantic music, whether I have angry music that go along with the theme of my spell work and all of this stuff takes me out of my upwork home TV bed kind of mind and into the let's program the universe kind of mind. And this is what allows sigil magic. I had to move the phone. I don't know what it's going to sound like in the recording. Um, this is what allows sigil magic to function and sigil magic to work. Because if you think about it, you know, if you do something with like a candle or whatever kind of thing you are doing for someone else, you are still doing that kind of thing alone by yourself. Whether, you know, I've seen a bunch of uh, different kinds of other things that people offer for magic for hire where they'll have like a cord and it's it's burned away by a candle or you have two candles tied together and then it just slowly melts away that kind of stuff that's all done by you in your space and then you're hoping that it affects something with someone else somewhere else well just because your tools are candles or a cord or what have you that works so do sigils. And one of the things that I do with those other people, if they are open to it, like when I do Magic of Her Hire, I do this for people, um, is if I'm working with a spirit, I'm working with a spirit. But I always have a sigil that I create that encompasses the meaning and the desire and what they want to have happen as an outcome or what I want to have happen as an outcome for them. And then I give them that sigil for them to work with. Because I already encoded it. I put, I programmed it, right? And then I have that same desire for them that they came to me for. And so when they work with that sigil, when they sit there and they light candles and they focus on it and they picture what they want to have happen, it's adding on top of the stuff that I've already done. So it's like, you know, if you're in a two-person boat and the person in the back rows, sure, that's going to, you know, it's still going to move the boat. But then if you have the person in the front rowing at the same time, you're going to get there a little bit faster, right? So if you're doing magic for someone else and they are open to it, have them focus on the sigil. If, you know, go with what they are comfortable with. If they want you to do magic for them and they know how to sit there and meditate with a sigil and or just sit there with it in front of them and picture what they want, then that works. My mother knows nothing about magic except for all the books that I've written you can check those out on Amazon, that she's read, and she wanted a, a this particular job one time, and I was like, hey, mom, I'm going to send you a picture. I want you to draw it. I just want you to sit there. I want you to put it someplace where you can qu be quiet and concentrate, and when you look at it, I want you to picture what you want to have happen, you know, and she did that, and oh, hey, look at that. She got the job that she wanted, so that worked. I think I talked about that example before, but it is a very good example. <laughs> yeah, um, I turned my mom into a magician. Um, anyways, let me know what you guys think about this one because it was a really cool topic. And 
give me questions, comments, complaints, concerns, issues about anything that you might want me to improve or anything that you might want me to talk about or a question that you might want to have me answer because I love interacting with people and starting conversations because this to me is really a conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you guys and then we get to have this dialogue back and forth. So it's been fun. Let me know what you think and maybe go do magic for someone. Good hunting.